0: Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com
1: slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods G'day, how are ya? Shelter Footy Cast is back. It is the Shelter Footy Cast. The Shelter Sportcast was over summer. Yes, we're in summer still, but this is the Shelter Footy Cast. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield with you. We're bloody back, Skeet. How are you, mate? The band is back. It's nice to be back. We've had a
0: break, let's be honest. Uh, my first week uh, in the saddle at work, and it has been very How have very, you done? T- no good. No, shite. How hard is it to get up and actually, uh, well, you clearly haven't done much of that. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm getting prepared son. for the week of work, given the terry-toweling hat. But, but shelter, shelter. Yeah, no, vehicle.
1: Cool. <laughs> cool. If you don't know what Skeet's talking about, jump onto our YouTube channel and just see what I'm wearing today. See if you're impressed or unimpressed. And Skeet, as usual, you're looking... A million bucks. Well, I did some radio this morning, had two weeks on the
0: Gold Coast. I actually went up there to see family, um, to scatter my dad's ashes, which was a a nice moment for us, but also to go to a big race day, which was the Magic Millions, which was due to be held last Saturday. We went there, two races in, washed out. And then, so, um, (laughs) it's being run today. So, uh, yeah, no, we still got on the gas and (laughs) had 110 shelters and uh, went on to the casino (laughs) and then uh, stumbled (laughs) home. So... uh, Basically, this is just a thawing
1: out period after a couple of weeks up there. And you wonder why it's been a hard week back at work. <laughs> <laughs> you mate, you can find us on socials. If you don't follow us, please do. Shelter Footycast on Instagram. Footycast at au. We want to hear from you this year. Uh, you can win lots of prizes. We've got slabs of beer to give it away. Um, shelter boys are putting on accommodation down south. They don't know that, but they will be. Footycast at au is our email. You can watch us as a YouTube show if you are listening to us, and if you're watching us, you can turn YouTube off and listen to us as a podcast. It is Shelter's Summer of Sour this summer. Summer skate. of Sour? Now, would you like me to explain that to you? Right here. Summer of Sour. These are, actually these are straight out of the fridge, these Shelters. Summer of Sour sounds like Michael Clark
0: and Carl Stefanovic in the park the other night. Shelter anyway.
1: are challenging people to push their beer boundaries, Skate, not Carl and, and Clarky, <laughs> to sip on a sour, right? The perfect summer drop, refreshing. Crisp, crushable. Now, if you don't want to hear me bang on about a beer that you may or may not like, do you drink sours? Do you, do you, do you? I don't know what sour means. Okay, perfect. So that's why it's the summer of sour. We're going to get you into it. Yeah. We're challenging people just to challenge what you're doing with beer, right? Maybe just a nice little change up, just a nice little refreshing yeah. change up. So if you do that, so a competition going... Going on at the moment with Shelter, and cool. there's a very, very nice prize pool. Now you can win a mini male surfboard, a custom one of those. You can win a six hundred dollar exclusive escape voucher. You can win beer. You can win merch. But what I want to tell you, you can win, and I think you might be excited about this. You can win a Victor lawnmower. Yes, that's right, Skate. I can hear. I... Have,
0: have you seen these hands? They have not done manual labor in fifty, almost fifty three years. My wife. Gets the leaves out of the gutters. I hold the ladder. This is not a, a prize
1: for me. <laughs> it absolutely is. Shelter's summer of sour. We're going to get a sour into you, and we're going to get a review from Mark Reddings on the show next week after he has a sour over the weekend. Shelter, born and brewed in bustling. That's what we're here for. The Footy Cast, Shelter's Footy Cast. It's been a bit of a break. We've had about five weeks off. Skeet, uh, you said you've been on the Gold Coast losing money on the punt. Um, I have. I did three weddings in 10 days. You,
0: you were like the wedding singer. I saw photos around social media and the newspaper. And there's Scully just standing at the
1: back sort of like. <laughs> I reckon I was probably last invited to all three of them as well. Um, it was good though. I flew all around Australia and it was great to see all my mates. And um, we, we haven't been able to do that for a long time, have we? No, it's
0: been nice to. And obviously you've got Tommy Cole as one example, yep, getting married. That was a very nice
1: wedding. Yeah, so you've done it, done it all. You know what they served at uh, Tommy Cole's wedding? Do you know what beers they served? Really? Absolutely. Well, did you Shelters. have any
0: little influence on that?
1: No, I didn't. But uh, where it was held was a little bit of an alignment with uh, the Shelter Brewing Co. down in Bustleton. So Nice work. Made for a very nice wedding. Um, all very sober, in fact. So um, that's our break uh, done and dusted. Let's get into sport. What's going on? Everyone's flying in the AFL. You'd be, you'd be pumping up on the radio at the moment. Well, it is. It's, it's January. It's mid-Jan.
0: Players have come back. They've all put the hard yards in. Is there anyone? Have you, have you heard Have you heard any rumours of any struggling. clubs struggling? Look at them come
1: back. Unfit. No one's breaking any
0: records. Well, I haven't. Put it this way. Let's start locally because, I mean, even this time last year, I think, I remember talking to people at the Eagles and they thought they had their list in, in pretty good health. Right. Um, and, yeah. you know, we, we heard the big names were going okay. But this year... Again, Touchwood for them, West Coast specifically because of the injuries they had last year. It sounds like some of their, their senior players, and that's that's who I think we have to focus on initially, yep. is getting the likes of Gov, who's who's looking a million dollars, apparently. best within best inch, of, inch of his Korea. life. It's yeah. on the back page of the West today, yeah, like, promoting
1: his own uh, little brand. ownership in a brand. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, guys like Luke Shuey. Now, you'll know more about this than me, but Shuey, She, uh,
1: Yo, all on top of the ground, and Oscar Allen. Gaff. Um, I think Gaff is one that slides under the radar. So my time with the West Coast Eagles, he's always been a very good runner. But when Gaffy has big years, he he pushes out a two k time trial pretty close to six minutes. He never falls back to like six twenty. So my best ever that I did was like six seventeen. So like that's, that's going well. That's quick. But Gaffy was just he's just a solid, consistent guy, right? But if he goes to sort of six fifteen, it means he's not. Like as fit as he should be, he did like a six oh five, I think. Gaffey, and it's that's really quick for Gaffey, older player. Um, Hearn reportedly is the most consistent player in the life of the AFL. He's fine, like you said, Shuey uninjured at this stage. He had a little calf complaint over the break, but um, Elliot Yo, I saw him train. He looks explosive. I think they'll trial him off half back. If you remember, twenty fifteen, he was he was a backman. He was a pure backman. I think I saw enough at the back end of last year for Elliot Yeo, where they pushed him into the back line, that to get his confidence up and going, he may move into a full-time midfield role, because you know, he's won two best and fairest doing that, but I think they could try him off the back line this year, Elliot Yeo.
0: Yeah, well that's that's no huge surprise, and there was some talk about even Luke Shuey, just changing up his role as well, so there's a, yep. a couple of players there, um, I suppose the fitness, the other one that we have to touch on is, we talked about the guys that are going really well, but Nick Nat's... Ongoing battles with his knee and, and getting himself in in the right shape. He's you know wrong side of thirty. Any concerns as to as to whether he'll be able to
1: recapture or get back to the, the health that will give him his best look at footy? I'm a big believer uh, in the West Coast Eagles making finals this year. Um, I'm, yep. I'm 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 quite high on. I think they'll finish anywhere from fifth through to eighth. Um, but that the big question mark I have is their ruck department because traditionally they've been very strong as a as a ruck unit. Um, coincidentally, that they haven't been the greatest at connecting with that dominance in the ruck, but they have won a lot of hitouts. They've had Nananui, they've had Lysa, they've had Vardy, they've had all these guys. Tom Hickey mm-hmm. across the time. I, I think that'll be one area where it really changes the way they play. They're not going to be dominant in-, mm-hmm. in ruck hitouts. They're just going to have to compete. But I, I don't. It is an issue, but you've seen sides over the last five years without a dominant Ruckman finding a way. I mean, you look at the um, grand final last year, there's no disrespect to Tom Hickey, um, but Sydney don't have a very dominant Ruckman, but he competed on the ground when it hit the ground. And Geelong, who win the flag, I mean... Reece Stanley and co they're, they're not they're not uh, world-renowned ruckmen, are they they get around the ground
0: very well yeah
1: so I I, I think it's okay for west coast that they're gonna have some, maybe some ruck issues I don't know how fit Nick Nat is um you know obviously you'd like to see him play really well but he's he's getting older and he has a big frame a big tank yeah
0: Gene frame and let's not beat around the bush the, you know he's got the body frame that is it's hard to oh, I'm assuming as you get older to to shed those kilos I mean yeah it's it's just a, a given um but who's the who is number two? Because Bailey Williams has done that role. Yep. Um, I'm not sure he's not he's not a ruckman.
1: No, he's, he's a forward trying his ply in the, in the ruck, but he's not a ruckman. No. So they've got a question or two there. But in, in general, West Coast. Going okay. I've heard some good things about Harry Barnett. He's, he's Scott Lycett. Um, He's literally Scott Lycett, just younger. Uh, a South Australian kid. They drafted their third pick in the draft. He heard some really good things, but he's a... Very raw. He's an 18, 19-year-old. Mm. 18, so I don't know if they'll, they'll get that done. While we, we stay on West Coast for one more, another question is, do they play the kids early? Do, do they play Campbell Chester, who is a kid, their first draft pick from the year before? Yep. Um, Ruben Jimmy Jimmy looks uh, yeah. size wise, wow. yeah, he does, and Elijah Hewitt as well. Like that, that would be the three. Do they roll straight in round one and play? I've got no issue if if they get through the preseason and and put
0: a couple of runs on the board. I, I like the getting a at least one of them into the mix early. I got no
1: issue with that at all. You, you listed them off the top, though. You know, Elliot Yo wasn't an every week starter last year. Dom Sheed, we didn't see him at all. Uh, Tom Cole is un- underrated, missing from that side. We didn't see him at all. Oscar Allen, we didn't see him at all. So there's four or five guys coming back into this team. Um, there's going to be competition for spots, which there wasn't last year at West Coast. So um, I, I don't know if there is room. If they have to make room, you could see some senior guys. Yeah, you know, missing. They added Jaden Hunt. I think you know he'll probably be a walk-up start to, to start the season as long as his preseason goes well. Um, I think you should you could see a couple of senior guys sitting on the sideline round one if Adam Simpson decides to make a bit of a statement for West Coast. Yeah, it
0: all depends on how these kids go uh, between now and uh, mid March, which is when I, I think I think Eagle supporters are expecting there to be an element of, of regeneration with getting those kids if they're, if they're fit and ready
1: to go. I think. I think you'd like to have a, an early look at them under the right circumstances. I like where we're out here on the footy cast, the shelter footy cast. We're doing the West Australian little preview here. Let's get into Fremantle. Yep. I haven't heard a lot out of Fremantle this year, and I think that's a very good thing. I, yeah. You haven't heard uh, scandals. You haven't heard injury. You haven't heard that they're f- – I haven't heard a lot that they're flying. I, I, it's been a very much – I think they're ticking a lot of boxes. What do you think?
0: Yeah, look, the only – we're trying to work out what has gone wrong or might have been like a – a roadblock, and the only thing I can think of is that the Woodside sponsorship thing, which is really not footy-related, yeah. and I think there's been enough pushback to say, well, the club's getting support for it. So that, to me, outside of that, there haven't been... that Fife, I know it's it's January, but he's come back and talked talk to a couple of the guys at a function last night. He's come back and really good health. Well, that,
1: that that is, I mean, he hasn't done that the last few years. He's been coming off surgery. He's he's, he's, he's come off um, missing time. Uh, he's, he's been able to put a full pre-season together. That's a, that's a big thing for Nat Fife.
0: Absolutely. And so, when you add that, I mean, look, let's be honest, we've talked about this. They have lost players. They've lost some important players which are going to be difficult to replace. Obviously, Luke Jackson comes into the mix, Jager O'Meara, as, as a couple of first-choice players, but you're right, they're going well. In fact, um, I believe little birdie told me yesterday they had their Fremantle uh, run down at Fremantle Oval. Mm. Now, during your pre-season or your in-season, I know yoga's been used and Pilates, jiu-jitsu. I've been told the boys are doing a bit of jiu-jitsu. Is that that
1: anything that might surprise you? Well, we had – I mean, that excites me that they're doing jiu-jitsu. We had had, um, MMA trainers in 2018. Um, which ended quite well for us, where mm. we did a lot of grappling. So, um, underhooks and different holds and way to dominate people on the ground, that sort of stuff. It's, it's a physical thing, jiu-jitsu. Um, but if they're doing, like, full-blown you know, wrestling and grappling, and it could be – I reckon Justin Longmuir, although he wasn't there in 2018, we were doing it when he was still – at the footy club before It could before be his that. influence, you reckon? I reckon he might have just dragged that across. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm big that, MMA
0: fan. Yeah, it's a, just a, a little whisper I've heard. Okay. I might be proven incorrect, which isn't the first time. The other one that I've heard, yeah, this is interesting, a bit quirky, um, that they are into, they've been introduced to mindful eating. So, again, I hadn't actually heard the term, but instead of, like, you and I, if we go to the pub, we have uh, a shelter, and we, we knock down our palmy in about and, three mouthfuls. gone. Yeah, they're saying... Just enjoy the experience and the players to maybe take in the smell, the sense of eating as opposed to just, you know, when you've, you're cooked after a pre-season training session. Get whatever you want in. And just woof it down. So so,
1: so the, the, the act of mindfulness, again, this is a big thing West Coast did in 2018, is about um, about being in the present moment. And it's about your senses. So, you know, touch, Feel, which is the same sense, uh, sight, <laughs> <laughs> hearing, uh, taste, all that stuff. That's very good. Isn't it?
0: <laughs> You're looking like some sort of
1: a spiritual guru sitting there. I can't take you seriously, Scott. But go on. So it's about really feeling where you are in the moment. So if we're talking about mindful eating, which I haven't, I haven't heard that term before. It would mean. As you say, they'd sit down for a Parmigiana and they'd be they'd be touching it, they'd be looking, they'd be smelling it, they'd be really being aware. And I think the point would be, I think that mate, you're the one who brought this up. I did. I think the point would be so you're not scoffing your meal down and you eat less. Does that sound like? No, what the boys might have been... What the yeah, I, think might have been saying. I think that's the plan, although I did do a function last night. I didn't How say did you, anything. Did Were you mindfully eating your, your, your no, but, meal at the
0: but I left. did watch Luke Jackson, and we had a palmy, and he and there was some chips and salad, and he just had the salad in about two <laughs> mouthfuls. Then he, he what he did, he picked up the palmy and dug all the chips out, so he could eat all the chips by themselves. Then he ate his parmy in about 12 seconds. And I said, mate, you still hungry? He said, I could have another three of those. (laughs) So (laughs) So that was his mindful eating. If that was it, Luke Jackson, you're a superstar. He just woofs them down. So
1: do you think think some RFIs, we're looking for RFIs for the Fremantle Football Club, Luke Jackson's mindful eating might need a little bit of room for improvement.
0: Was it the KPIs for him on that area uh, of of the (laughs) the preseason? Not great, but no. You're right. They're going well. I know you're bullish on them. I think you said before we went away, yeah, They could well be, you know, five from six. I no, know, six and zero, top of the ladder after zero. six rounds. Okay, yep. fair enough. And I think the Eagles, obviously there's a derby early on, but the Eagles have got a,
1: a decent way to start north away. Yep. They can, I think they can build early well. Yeah, I do agree. I think West Coast will win their first two games. Frio will win their first six. Frio will be on top of the ladder after six rounds. And West Coast will be around about sort of that, you know, um, exactly where they'll finish. I think anywhere from fifth till tenth, they'll make their way into the eight before the season finishes. Just as we finish on Frio and we talk about our mindful eater, uh, Lukey Jackson, <laughs> I think that's the big uh, question around Frio is how they use that combo. Sean Darcy, Luke Jackson. Where do they play Luke Jackson? Where do they play? Sean Darcy does having a uh, Rory Lobb was always a, a forward that reluctant ruckman. Every recommend. now and then would do it, or Lloyd Meek would come in, and sometimes they'd split the. the but I'd, Sean Darcy strikes me as a guy that needs to play in the ruck all day. He grinds down opponents. He, he you know he gets more aggressive as it gets harder. Um, I, I think you know as it goes on the he gets better in the game. He doesn't often come out like a Nata Nui and just blow people out of the you know, out of the game. You bring in a Luke Jackson who. He's not a forward. Like, I I don't see him as a forward like a Rory Lobb. Do they split at 50-50? Do they 60-40 like Gorn and and, and Jackson used to do? I think that's going to be a really interesting question this year.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you. I think Sean Darcy's a guy that thrives on hard work. He was a bit injury-prone going back two or three years ago. But I think all things being equal, he should spend – probably 70%, 75% time in the ruck. And I think Luke's one of those players that you can push him inside the centre square. We'll to you that, obviously give Sean a break, but also just change the dynamics if the match is not going the way you want. I think he's more that type of player than um, 50... I don't think he's a 50-50. No. I don't think it's a split. I think that's, that's going to work. Um, but you're right. I'm still not sure... What Luke's best role is, he's been mentioned as a hybrid midfielder. Well, yeah. So
1: I did a, I did a function with him before the Christmas break, or the Christmas party, and a few few guys there, and Bradshaw was there, and Jackson was there, and I jokingly said, "We're going to see you up on a wing this year, mate." And he said, he pretty much said, "Absolutely not. I'll be playing as a forward that chips out in the ruck." That's that's what he that's what he deadpan told me. Um, I, I'll be very surprised if we saw a lot of him playing on the wing or as a ruckman, which I said last year. It's too, it's too hard. The the wingers play such an important role in today's game, defensively, attacking. I don't think he has the tank to do that, and that's not knocking him. He, he's he's two hundred and something centimeters no, tall. But when you
0: think about someone like um, O'Driscoll, Nathan O'Driscoll, yeah. who who's waiting to blossom into that type of role, he's got the leg speed. They're not putting him on a wing. Mate. No, exactly. But forward wise, yeah, he's probably got to learn the craft. But tell you what, he's um, he's a terrific young kid, and he's got got a good attitude. He's laid back. He's um, he's loving his time with Sean Darcy. He just, he just is in awe of the bloke, and, and and yeah, I think there's a, as you say, there's a, there's a, the thing about. I was walking out of a function last night, and the doctor supporters asking me how they're going to go. One bloke said to me, "If they don't make top four, it's a failure." I said, "Well, let's be honest, the AFL it's just not that simple. No. If you were doing that uh, scenario, then Sydney." not making the grand final or winning the grand final, it's a failure for them. They're not that easy to... As you know, 2015, most people thought the next year you're going to get back. It doesn't happen that way. I so said, look, if they can play finals and hopefully get a double chance, that'd be great, but... You still have to do it. Exactly, you can, you can and you've got it. a lot of players out of out of the mix
1: from last year, yeah. so there's question marks. You still, every year, there's a side that everyone says, well, they'll just do that. Like Port Adelaide was the team last year, they... Yeah come off being the most successful side in a five-year stretch. They were, they were more successful than the team at Richmond. They, they, they'd won more games. that without winning a flag. Correct. And then they come out and they, they lose their first six games in a row. You still have to do it. You still have to be mentally prepared. You have to be aware that Fremantle are going to be hunted this year. They were not hunted last year. People, look I think, talked them lightly to start the year, which is why they started so well. This year, people know they're good. Mm. And, and, and it changes the dy- dynamic. It's whether or not Freo... Can put a pre season together, be mentally prepared enough and have a game plan to execute, just like every other team right now. That's why everyone's flying. No one's because everyone's got these game plans they've been rolling out for the last three three months. Everyone's been training their ass off. There's no team in the AFL that are sitting there going, Oh, we'll just hopefully it happens. Everyone's working as hard as possible. Round one comes, that's when push comes to shove. And do we still go through happening. the
0: process for opposition sides of looking at the Geelong? performance Absolutely. Of, of last year Absolutely. and then go okay copycat. now do we copycat do we try to pick their
1: game plan apart to suit ours is it do you use that as a template so like Geelong I mean it just makes me think what did Geelong do well last year They they were the best defensive side from turnover so they would you know defend the turnover really well and then they would attack the turnover really well so their turnover game was outstanding which means Honestly, like breaking it right down, they were switched on mentally more than anyone else. The ter- the moment the ball turn o- turns over, whether it be for you or against you, um, West Coast used to call it the moment. It's how quickly can you react? And Geelong did that the best. So, although it might be you know past a few teams to do what Geelong did, you know, with their forward line, with their midfield talent, with, their the, the bat- with their talent, yeah, you can't match that. But you can you can match the moment. You can match reacting. Like anyone can do that that's why sometimes it doesn't matter who's on your list it's it's how you you play the game and so that's what I think that's what teams will be focusing on how quickly can you react to turning the ball over and to be honest that's not new that's, that's not a that's not a brand new concept The West Coast have been trying to do that for 10 years you know mm. it's, it's it's something that exists but whoever can do that the best will end up on top of the ladder well, let's take a little break here Shelter Footycast Mark Reddings Will Schofield so that's the little preview we have for West Coast and Freo. We'll get right into that throughout the year. Excited to do it with Mark Reddings. There'll be pretty much Skeet and scowy show for most of this year, unless one of us happens to be uh, going to catch the rerun of the Magic Millions or whatever I might be doing, f- shopping for more Terry Towlings. I- I'm doing a bucket list moment in the middle of the year. Are you? I am. I'm going to London. Oh, I'm going to the
0: Ashes test. One test at Lords. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one test. Just get over there. Is, that,
1: is this in the
0: works or you've locked no, it? Up? Well, I've booked it. I'm assuming the, the company I've booked it with is reputable enough. The tickets are going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you laugh because I'll just scared. about... I will blow the joint up if, it, if it's not... If those Back chat studios <laughs> will be... <laughs> anyway, put the dust. So it's just around late June, so around the buy time. But you're going to go over there and um, a bit like your... F1 moment last year Junk just, it Yeah exactly just, Have you
1: have you got a little junk I'm paying I'm paying full tight brother no Okay worries. well Just putting it out there We've got a lot of listeners Here on the Shelter Footycast everyone, Anyone would like to sponsor Mark Redding's trip <laughs> To the Ashes oh, well, Just think about Some of the content You could create over there Get in contact with us uh, You can email us If you've got a company That wants to get behind uh, Mark Redding's i will be very happy for it Footycast At shelterbrewing.com Who knows Maybe Shelter wants to Send you over there I don't know Skate While we're talking cricket yep. um, The summer of cricket uh, South Africa whitewashed them. And West Indies, no West good. Indies, most
0: boring summer of Test cricket, and I say this with total respect for Pat Cummins and the team and what they did, because all you can do is win and yeah. win in the manner they did. Yeah, but it was a non-competitive summer of Test Isn't
1: cricket. South Africa meant to be the number two
0: Test yep. side in the world, and that was non-competitive. Which they is, couldn't bat. No, they couldn't. They did. That was their weakness. I mean, or
1: is that Australia's bowling?
0: Uh, A bit of both, mate. There's a green top in in Brisbane, but I love a contest. That's why the Ashes to me, England's playing such great cricket, that that will be a great contest on paper at least. India as well? India, yeah, absolutely. India, huge challenge for Australia, but... I'd much rather go to London than go to, you know, Mumbai,
1: Mumbai and try yeah. and navigate my way through that. Um, then that, that, that would be something that, I'd get behind. Mark Reddings does Mumbai.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you now. They, they reckon watching cricket, in I've never been to India, I'm not sure if you have, but they reckon it's an outstanding... It's a bucket list for me, actually. It, it's an experience, yeah. I know Matt Pavlich, I think, did it... Uh, to go and watch the cricket over there and yeah it's it's something that
1: if you love your cricket it's up there yours is more the the experience it's per a, se it's it's a funny concept that we sit here and go oh, what a boring summer of cricket we've just we've just won every game but it, like, it was it, imagine it was. If that's your footy team though oh, oh what a boring season we just went undefeated do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's no, an interesting no, concept.
0: Is, but we don't have the tribal nature about the Australian cricket team as we do for our own footy team. I think that's a, yeah. that's a given. Uh, but yeah, look, the, the Test Summer, well done Australia. Outstanding, Dave Warner. Hit a double century. Not sure we deserved Man of the Series honours on one Who performance. Did? Travis Head was very Travis good. Head, I thought, was probably best on for the for the, the series as such, but not to be. Um, India, big challenge. Big bash, of course, is on now. Yes, yeah, so now, the Scorchers, wow. top of the ladder. Top of the ladder, yeah. Beat the Sydney Sixers. Uh, we're beaten by the Sydney Sixers. Then knocked over Hobart last night. And what we have got in WI is a golden age of absolute elite all-rounders. You think of Cam Green, who's in the test team. Yeah, and $3.2 million in the IPL. Just giddy up for him. Mitch Marsh is injured at the moment, but we know that he's been outstanding for a long time. Marcus Stoinis has done it, albeit more so on the East Coast with his short-form cricket. But there's a guy called Aaron Hardy, who scored 90 last night, unbeaten. Uh, He scored 100 in the Sheffield Shield final. I'd be suggesting that he could play test cricket alongside Cam Green in the next three or four years. Really? Because he's averaging, I think, 27 with the ball, which is pretty reasonable. He's a fast medium, and 44 with the bat in first-class cricket. So he's an absolute talent. And lastly, he's batting at three in the Big Bash, which is... um, Can you have more than one all-rounder in a test side? Ideally not, but if you've got... For instance, Cam Green might end up being just a specialist batter. He could bat at four or five and do very little bowling that 's the talent he has it's
1: scratchy over the summer cam green. yeah but mate, he
0: didn 't get to bat in per- like he had very little time at the crease so yeah. I would put that to one side um, I just think Aaron Hardy a very exciting cricketer which is you know WA's blessed I mean you try and think of Australia for so long when Steve War came around and, and, and came into the side he could bowl some medium paces and bat he was almost our, our New all-rounder. But mm. now we've got, as I say, all those players, particularly WA-based, we are blessed with talent. Aaron Hardy, keep your eye out for him when it comes to a senior selection, maybe not for a test tour, but certainly in the short form
1: cricket uh, initially. He's on the cusp, put it that way. 19th of January, 2023, Mark Readings. Just mark that date down in your calendars. That's the day that Harding... Hardy. Got, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Um, got, got, got called by to play the test. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> Andrew Ty leads the wickets in the competition. He's taken twenty-two. Yeah, AJ, AJ. does change of pace. He's a, yes. a bit of a. Similar... No, he's a friend of the family, and he's coming. He's actually filled in for you, right there. Yeah, he's, he's sat in your seat. He's a good man. And uh, Josh Inglis, is third most runs for the comp, three seventy-seven after a decent knock last night as well. A half-century batting beautifully had a really good big bash. series. remember uh,
0: end of last year he. he Busted his hand playing golf, and then so he didn't get to play That's in the T Twenty World right. Cup. But he is—he's the guy that, with Alex Carey, sort of um, there. But in the in the, obviously test test keeper, but he's the the next. Was that option. the Snap Golf Club? Yes, yeah. Oh, so he's he had a brutal had a, an injury or two, uh, but he's batting beautifully. The Scorchers, they are missing so many players, and they're still winning, and they're still on top of the table. And I'm not—I don't want to say this uh, glibly, but. The culture of what they, the, the team they have, mm. Adam Voges, what they produce, I think has to go a long way to the performances they put out. Because
1: on paper, There are other teams that have more talent. That is transcending across all sports. It doesn't matter how much talent you are. You have to get out there mentally and perform. So that's the Scorchers going well. The Wildcats, before we left for the break, um, we're just doing a bit of a Perth uh, wrap here of all all the sports. The Wildcats struggling before we went away. But since then, they've won four of seven games. They're actually sitting third on the table. They've won... Look, I, I, I struggle with this. I, they've, they've won less games than four teams below them, but they're sitting above them because they've played less games. I don't know what basketball's doing. Why don't they just give them two points for a win and zero points for a loss? I don't, I don't understand. It's some sort of percentage, Duckworth-Lewis-Stern um, <laughs> system that they're rolling in the NBL. They're going okay. They're going okay, Because yeah. it was doom and gloom before we left. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure... Get Hutchie out of there and... They can't kill win the it. Red
0: Army's. Hey? They can't win it, though. Okay. No, they just, they've got the Sydney Kings coming up. They are the benchmark. They are clearly the best team in the competition. By what about margin. What about culture? Well, they won the title last year, so the culture must be okay. Okay. Uh, no, I'm just saying the Perth, the Perth oh, no, Wildcats, oh, culture. successful culture. Yeah. Look, I think it's. I think they're still a work in progress. I mean, really good against Adelaide. They smashed them open air at RAC Arena. Did you, Arena. Did I, you go? No, no, I was in the, Goal, I was in the oh, Gold Coast. Sorry. But yeah, it was it was sellout, a big success. So. Big tick, kudos to everyone at the Wildcats Should that work a treat. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, absolutely. That
1: makes I – don't, I don't follow basketball. I would want to go to that. Yeah. No, it's a, they do it well.
0: Just not sure that the, the mix is right for the Wildcats to, to win the title. Okay. And bear in mind, they've still got a fight. They're in third position but because Southeast Melbourne knocked over mm-hmm. the jack jumpers last night, so that helped them. But I think they, I think they're a fair way off the best team in the competition at the moment. That's what I say, like, if you're playing footy in July and August, you can, so you, you can make that ground up. But, yeah, they're, they're going okay. But the Sydney Kings are the ultimate test. But they've, they've certainly – I think the reliance on Bryce Cotton
1: has lessened a bit, which has helped them. Uh, Thursday the 19th of January, uh, the day that Hardy will play Test cricket within the three years, and the Perth Wildcats will not win the flag, according to Mark Renings. Uh The Perth Glory have returned to Perth. Don't look at me like that. Perth Glory have returned to Perth after a long stint away, which is pretty rough what they had to do. Since they've been back, they've won three, drawn two, lost zero. So they've been on the bottom of the ladder. They're coming up as well. So, I mean, it's all looking up for the yeah, Perth. They've just had it. The like,
0: last couple of seasons, they've had no luck in running with scheduling And as you know, if you can get some early wins on the board, they're playing catch-up. And they've got a young squad, so, um, and we heard Corny come here, and he's they're they're busting their backsides to get a team up and running. Uh, I haven't been to a game at Macedonia Park, but I can imagine it'd be a little tribal and Dan Dan Const,
1: our producer, went out there. What was the light, like, Dan? Did not yell out without your microphone? Uh- Dan reportedly had a very good time out at Mass. Yeah, you can't uh, remember VIP, you know, VIP straight to the front. Was asked by the ticket attendant, uh, "Do you have VIP tickets or just normal?" And he just said, "I'm a VIP, straight to the front." Thanks, uh, mate. It's just about the confidence. It's like going to a nightclub if you've got that confident looking. And it doesn't, <laughs> can doesn't you, hurt can you if you tell
0: us about going to nightclubs, Mark. <laughs> no, please. Well, it doesn't hurt if you've got a got a good looking lady <laughs> hotel <laughs> next to <year>. you. Hotel Mexicola. <laughs> you know, it's just got to show confidence when you get to the, the front of the door. Okay, I'll, I'll just say that. As, yeah, as saying,
1: 19th of January. As
0: opposed to saying, Will Schofield, West Coast team with his premiership medallion <laughs> hanging out of his top pocket. Do you want to say that?
1: I've got that around my neck um, That's very good, Skate. Well done. A uh, little sting here. Thanks, Dan Const. Uh, Will Schofield, Mark Reddings. Show of Cast. <laughs> Probably the final big uh, thing that's happening at the moment is the Aussie Open. Just a little wrap around there. Uh, Nick Kyrgios pulls out before the tournament, which is huge for tennis in general. Think what you like of him. You like him, you hate him, you sit in the middle, whatever it is. Not having Australia's best tennis player in the Aussie Open is a big deal. Yeah, the ratings will show that. I mean, yep. him not playing, Ash Barty, of course, not
0: being there, we know yes. that. Novak has returned, has received a pretty good reception. Rafa gets knocked out yesterday. With that, that last Aussie Open, it looked like it, the way he reacted. Yeah, possibly. I mean, he's got an injury. so But you'd have to think he's, you know, if not his last, certainly close. His wife is in tears. Everyone loves Rafa. So yep. that's a pity. Novak is set up to win this now. Um, well, who have we got next? Alex Demonor, uh, Tanasi Kokanakis. He's got Andy Murray later today, which oh, is going to be... Um, Fascinating. But yeah, the Aussies, I don't, you know, let's be honest, we're not going to go too deep. I wouldn't have thought given the quality. But yeah, and one funny one yesterday was Danielle Collins, who was in a third set tiebreak. She hit a winner or her opponent um, missed a a passing shot. So Collins led 7 3 in the tiebreak third set. She threw a racket in the air, celebrated. Only one issue. In the grand slams, you have to get to ten points first. So she in the she, last set, in the last set, the tie-break third set. Don't tell me she lost. No, she didn't lose, but oh. she was very embarrassed after you know falling on the ground and giving it. That no, home. and the the chair umpire said to her, Danielle, it's ten points. We need to get to ten points. <laughs> and then she she, she did laugh at all. She was embarrassed. But uh, imagine
1: if she lost, then there shouldn't be laughing. Then that would be a, not not a light laughing matter. If no, you you Danielle, so the it.
0: tennis is on. I've never been to the ice
1: Open, but apparently it's a great record two-week. prize pool this year. How much, do you know, you're a well-learned man. I'm a learned man, but not that well-learned. What do you think it is? Total prize pool for the tournament. I was very Total surprised. Total prize pool. Prize pool. It makes it the second highest uh, Grand Slam in the world, behind the US Open. Men and women combined, you're saying? I believe so. In terms of dollars, I'm guessing? Yep. Oh, five, six million? Total prize pool for the Australian Open is seventy six. Point five million dollars, seventy six million. 76, million. Oh. 76. I, i oh, oh, re- I thought you were talking about the winners. The winners. Sorry, sorry. Total prize pool. Oh, total prize pool. Uh, like, I think that's even more. Even if you understood yeah. the question <laughs> that First I start. asked. He said total prize pool. No, I'm thinking of the. I'm thinking of the, I know. what the winners get. But, yeah, but you're not saying like seventy six. That's extraordinary. So the winner, the winner, the winner first only, round winner, the winner only gets three million dollars. Yeah, that's so what, it's total is seventy six million bucks. Yeah. So the first round winner or first round oh, loser you get, get a bit of coin. dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit of coins. So Good money. That's three no, and, one that have, a and then and then to have the ratings drop off, I don't know if they'd be too happy with that. Anyway, no you've um, got your kids doing tennis lessons. Yeah, correct. I wish I actually did. I've got them doing soccer. That's one little topic I'd like to touch on before we leave this is just a shout out to soccer and football around there my son five year old son uh, first year of Auskick uh, or soccer this year Yep. and I thought well you can just do both um, he'll, he'll do a bit of soccer do a bit of footy just play, loves his sport yeah. been playing soccer as a four year old because it's a lot easier to learn I've to sign him up at the local soccer so- side and they said oh, I'm training on a Wednesday and then they play a game or a mock mock thing at 9am on Sunday awesome no worries Auskick uh, went to sign at the local club down down where, where I live. Uh, when is it? Nine a.m. Sunday, exactly the same time. How do you butcher that so badly as as a sport? Either I with, think with it's sport. So- I think that's on soccer. That's not an AFL. AFL AFL own the landscape of junior participation in this country. So how do you how do you butcher that so badly? Because you just lose you lose people. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, it's one of those ones if. if and it's double the double the cost to play soccer. really? Yep. Well, it is where I'm asking. Yeah, that's, I mean, is that because it's, you know... There's, I, a, training, there's a training session during the week, whereas yep. Auskick is just the weekend. So you're, you're suggesting that your young bloke's going to go and play... I don't know. I'm thinking I might send him down to training during the week in soccer. He's too young to know whatever the game is, and I'll chuck him into the AFL on Sundays. Um, whatever he does, just whatever he wants oh, to do. Oh, exactly yes. right. But he loves soccer. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd I'd love him to play footy, but like if he doesn't like it, I couldn't care less. But I can I have to choose as a five year old. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well yeah. But, mate, back, back in, the big issues. Back yeah, in I'm the day when I was
0: a kid, it was footy and cricket. That was it. That was that's all you did. Footy yeah, in right. the winter, cricket in the summer.
1: Thanks for coming. Well, that, that probably speaks to the fact that soccer's actually getting yeah. a little bit of a foothold here in the country. Absolutely. Um shelter footy cast, we're gonna finish with a couple of debate items after this. Okay two two things to talk about here to finish the show skate number 1 international test cricket is it dead no i say yes no, we, after the summer we just copped
0: well after the summer we copped against there's there's some there's a disparity between the best and the rest and australia england india south
1: africa's number two side in the world
0: yeah isn't it is it am, am i wrong no, right. I'm saying but the, the, the better sides, compared to, say, the West Indies are poor, South Africa are better than what they show. But no, I think you put India, Australia, in India, there'll be big crowds. The Ashes, it's sold out. So it, it isn't dead. It is certainly an issue with some of the nations that actually don't get crowds. South Africa doesn't get crowds. West Indies don't. There are certain countries, but... They, but who does then? What, the three, we do. Australia, I, Australia, England, India. And, India, India, and Pakistan, yeah. probably. Uh, well, not saying much even Pakistan. But so those three, three sides, the, well, the three countries with national games, three the three sides countries, basically England, India, Australia, run the game worldwide. Particularly India with the dollars, with the IPL, and all they bring to it. So I don't think Test
1: cricket is dead by any means. It's pretty funny you mentioned the IPL. I mean, for last time I checked, that isn't a test um, competition. No, but I'm saying that the Indian, Indian money that's involved. Uh, players are going to have to make the choice between test cricket and, and playing the short-form game if they're not already doing it. Yeah, kids like Cam Green, right? He's, he's like you said, got no opportunity to bat over the summer against two different nations uh, where he's playing in the Australian side. If he does that again in a couple more series, the, the, the media, the the – um, the pop, you know, population will be on him Oh we can't have him He can't bat He can't do this Goes to the IPL Bats for six overs Gets his three million dollars Why would you play test cricket? As, I, as a player Why would you do it? I can
0: guarantee you There will not be A player from the Australian team Say Oh no I'm going to forego Playing test cricket for my country And just play IPL I disagree I think that's an old school view And I think you well, ask be... them You ask the, the cricketers They'll all say Test cricket Massive priority, but they can they can do both.
1: There's, there's, that's why the, it's set aside in April. There's more and more um, competitions coming in. Oh, I think it's dead skate. Maybe not right this it's second, but it's dying.
0: It, well, how's it dying? If it's a sellout, the Ashes
1: series in England, how's it? How's it dead? Well, it's not dead in England, but we're in not, Australia, aren't
0: we? Well, it's not dead here. The Ashes wasn't series. a sellout here
1: in Australia. Do you think it'll be a sellout everywhere if England come here? Yeah, it'll be sellout everywhere. I, well,
0: we, we had COVID last year, remember, and mm. and there were issues. So no, okay, I, I agree. I agree. There's
1: there. certain nations that it's. It's really hard to get interest going, but for the big three, it is still big. I think. Put it this way: I think it's quite sick. I think it's been admitted to hospital, and they're trying to treat it. They're trying to put a bit of medication in, and I don't know. It's 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 a clinical trial. We don't know if it's going to work on not. Yeah, but you're not a cricket man. That but that doesn't. Do I have to be a cricket man to think cricket's awesome? No, no. But you, I you, love sport. You think cricket's dead? Yeah, Test cricket is Dying. dead. No, no, sick. Yeah, well, not in
0: elements sick. of it, but there's. Look, I think. I think Test cricket at its best is still. Mate, people don't want to keep watching short form cricket. It is the big bash. Even now, we're going. You mm,
1: be right. Week in, week in. There's, there's a balance that's required. Right. I think I'll say that I was right there. Mason Cox on Twitter says, thoughts on getting a live cross to players in pre season AFL games on the bench, on the ground? Do you think that's a good idea to get live interactions with players at a minimum in the pre season?
0: Planning for your next trip? part of the AFL. I've done that, you've done that with me and the waffle with uh, Seven um, and I know the VFL does it. Look, to be honest with you, it's nice to do you, you might get a little nugget but you don't get a heap out of them but yeah, it's, it's a point of difference and yeah. So would you say like yes to it? Absolutely, if you, if you can get access to a player even if for, for, for 90 seconds to say and, and you've obviously been watching a player run with say another player or, or his defence work has been terrific. You can ask a question specific to that. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm not sure I, it adds a lot. I want to try and debate here, but like my argument would be it doesn't add anything. But I'm very much in the camp of yes, do Exposure. it. Exposure. It's not. It's not hard. The argument that players would say, "Oh, it's distracting," or this and that. Like uh, there'd be a few guys that you couldn't talk to, but most guys, if you chucked a headset on and and when it happens in the waffle. We get two questions, maybe, yeah, because you, 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 know, as um, you know, media people, you, you're worried about distracting them from the game as well. You know, you, you respect the fact they're working, and but like I think at the preseason you could get a decent chat, absolutely. But I think the biggest issue is you don't actually get much. If you did it in the NFL, right, you did have someone tearing off their opponent, saying how he is, and giving you plenty. AFL would be like. Oh, we're just taking it one week at a time. One minute, yeah, yeah, one quarter at a time. Yeah, no, you're right, and that's why the NFL is so good. That's why we've, you know, when you look at
0: NFL films and what they do, and the access and the the ability of the American athlete to to embrace it, as opposed to Australians that are a little bit more shy, modest. Uh, humble. Got to be honest, don't want to talk about the NFL skate Vikings. Ah, the Vikings that. are gone, but the 49ers <laughs> are
1: still alive. Oh, seriously, it's the weakest supporter. I was trying to think who he even went for. Though. 49ers, oh, mate. Of course. Purdy is the new man.
0: Purdy. Jimmy G gone, and... Uh, Put it this way, we've got the Cowboys this weekend. I'm not saying we're going to win it, but I can tell you you what, we're
1: more a chance than the Vikings. The Vikings have been rolled by the New York Giants. I'll tell you what, it was bloody disappointing and I was pissed (laughs) off and I don't want to talk about it. Uh, That's it, done and dusted, Shelter Footy Car. See you later. Shelter's Summer of Sour. Don't forget about that. You can win. A Victor mower. Don't worry about the rest of it. I, I'm, I'm up and about about this Victor mower. I tell you what. Get on there. Check it out. Uh, you can find that on their website. You can send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Follow us on socials, Shelter Footycast. Skeet, looking forward to a big year this year, mate. Can't wait. It's uh, been a lot of fun. Um, we're
0: going to have some footy chat. We're going to get right into it. And uh, nice to be back in town.
1: So Thanks, mate.